Hi, and welcome to the FM Global Resilience is a Choice podcast. I'm Steve McGrath. Today, we're talking about global supply chains and the risks they face. Supply chains get products like your smartphone, your car, your clothes, your medicine, just about everything in your life, from the raw material stage to your doorstep. Supply chains are complex today. They're scattered, and they're subject to all manner of increasing risks that can harm the company whose name goes on the product. One of these risks is, of course, the coronavirus pandemic. Here to talk to us about that and de-risking supply chains in general is Phil Johnson. He's Senior Vice President and EMEA Division Manager for FM Global. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Morning, Steve. Uh, I'm great. And thanks. thanks for having me on and good to speak to you. Good to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. How do you, what, what, what's your role vis-a-vis supply chains at FM Global? We partner with uh, many large organizations, primarily as their property insurer, but really we provide a lot of business advice, practical advice based on science research in order to help them with many, many exposures, but particularly including supply chain. Yeah, um, we were just reading, and it might have come from your team, that 73% of organizations have seen supply chain problems due to the COVID pandemic. I guess uh, those problems might include short staffs because people can't be in the office, idle facilities, which have their own sets of risks, we assume, even entire geographies locked down. What, what problems have you seen? Well, you're absolutely right, Steve. More and more businesses have adopted a just-in-time philosophy on supply chains. And, that, and that's really been about maximizing efficiencies, reducing the need to, to store significant amount of materials for a long time. And, you know, it all makes business sense through one lens. But the, the pandemic has, has exposed significant risks that were actually already present, but many businesses reliant on just-in-time supply chains had perhaps not had uh, exposure or, or visibility of these. And, and, it, and it goes to some of the things you talked about from factory closures, you know, that's at a local level, for, but, but there can be whole markets being locked down, uh, staff shortages, new health and safety regulations. And, and there's been unprecedented disruption uh, to material delivery and supply chains, Steve. Mm-hmm. So I think some people, when they hear about resilience and supply chains, think kind of the only solution is redundancy, getting more suppliers, putting suppliers in more places, spending more money in in every area. Are there other ways to tackle supply chain resilience? The critical elements are firstly to understand your supply chain. Uh, As a a CFO, as a CEO, as a chief risk officer, one of the most important things is to fully understand your supply chain and then and then it's to manage it well. And I think we've focused a lot on the pandemic here where COVID-19 has disrupted some elements of globalization, but it's probably a, a step too far to say it's completely doomed. You know, there's still many ve- benefits of having a global diversified supply chain. So, you know, no matter which choice organizations make, uh, between globalization, localization, a mix of both, the best of both worlds. They really do need to understand the risks present within their supply chain, whether these be COVID-19 related, traditional hazards like natural hazards, flood, windstorm, quake, or climate change, and, and, and take steps to mitigate them. And it, it sounds like supply chain risks of all types are, are increasing Um, According to stats from McKinsey, since 2000, the value of intermediate goods traded globally 
has tripled to more than 10 trillion annually. So you have more supply chain activity. And McKinsey also tells us companies can expect supply chain disruptions that last a month or longer to occur every 3.7 years. So supply chain disruption and risk are not anomalies. There's something to really expect, right? Absolutely, Steve. You know, this is a very, very complex issue and there is no simple uh, solution, but, but organizations can take steps. They must carefully assess what their own risks and vulnerabilities are and decide on, on appropriate course of action. You know, and, the, and there are other factors at play here. Supply chain risk goes way beyond the COVID-19 pan pandemic. You know, we've seen an increased global instability. We're actually in a very interesting time in 2020. A lot of um, competing contrasting elements going on in the world, political tensions, we've got trade wars, the concept of borders has never been more top of mind. Increased cybersecurity threats and also the traditional elements of natural hazards. Business leaders uh, are more aware than ever of the need to de-risk uh, the, their supply chain. Are certain industries more vulnerable to disruption than others? Like many other business issues, there are variations across industries, across territories, where you are in, in, your, in your evolution of, of, of your organization, of your product, of your service. Um, but there are certain common themes in play here. Think about the about industry 4.0 or the, the, the fourth industrial revolution, as they call it. It's the digital transformation of business. Similarly, when you, know, when you think about the, the growth of logistics systems and the increased inefficiency created by industrial control systems, you know, that's a growing factor in the development of just-in-time supply chains. These systems are fantastic in creating efficiencies, but they also increase exposures from a risk management perspective. But, it, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. In turn, you know, it provides an opportunity to invest in best business continuity practice you know, to manage these risks. So we've talked a lot about vulnerabilities and supply chain uh, risks, and um, I suppose one could drive oneself crazy thinking about all the bad things that can happen. So let's turn to the good things that can be done to give one peace of mind and more assurance in business performance. So I'm a CEO, CFO, Chief Procurement Officer. I'm, I'm concerned about uh, my supply chain has been nagging at me especially with the increasing risks you talked about in 2020. How do I tackle this uh, gigantic problem of, of creating supply chain resilience without breaking the bank? Yeah, that's a great, a great point, Steve. It can seem overwhelming and it can seem all-consuming. And in fact, I'm reminded of a phrase that I heard very early on in my career. It goes something along the lines of experience is something that you gain the day after you need it. And I like to turn that on its head and say that, you know, our science and research based approach, along with predictive analytics, helps that solution. It helps CFOs, chief risk officers, risk managers to give them the knowledge and experience of others so that they learn from that experience before they need it, not after it. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's like, uh, instead of just warning and glooms and dooms, you have actual data, actual experience, actual empirical evidence of what can happen and what can be fixed, I guess. So how do I decide where to spend, let's say I have a $5 million to invest in capital. How do I decide where to put it? It's really taking a a risk-based approach in terms of assessing where the critical points are in your supply chain, understanding your supplier's risk quality, being able to not only assess risk, but also have the measures in place to improve risk. And that can only really be done by science and research. You need a partner that can really help you understand risk, improve risk, and where to focus on where your potential weaknesses are in your supply chain, but not just in your supply chain, in your own, in your own facilities. You know, a lot of the things we've talked about today centered on, on the, uh, the pandemic, but there are still issues that can interrupt your business in a significant way from the more traditional exposures like fire, uh, explosions, machinery breakdown, floods, earthquakes, windstorms. And these are all elements that can be engineered and the risk can be mitigated uh, often in, in, in very, very practical and simple ways. So we don't want to make this an FM Global commercial, but um, I think it's important to note that you don't need to go hire an engineering firm to do all this. FM Global has a, a unique and I think very credible and believable engineering force so that if you're a CFO, you don't have to go hire consultants. Well, more importantly than, than, than an insurance partner, you know, insurance will, will deliver a, a check after the event. At FM Global, we're all about helping clients to prevent losses. We have, a, we have an engineering-based philosophy, which is based on research, science, and boots on the ground and we help clients daily to recognize risk to to understand risk and to mitigate risk you know investing in resilience should be at the heart of any strategy and organizations can take steps to de-risk their supply chains the key the key really is backing up any decision sound data and advice which is based on science research and predictive analytics what are some of the top, I don't know, three or five areas you see that are classic supply chain vulnerabilities that can be cost-effectively shored up? You know, a growing, a, a growing threat is, is flood, for example. Data can be used to not only identify locations and operations that are in flood-exposed locations, so identifying that exposure is one thing, but mitigating it is another. And there's, there are a whole range of very practical, very sensible solutions that can actually minimize any downtime to your uh, supply chain or any disruption to your, to your, to your business. You know, very, simple, very simple solutions can, can, can actually mitigate uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, of exposure there in, in supply chain. Yeah, I had the pleasure a while back of walking through the research campus in Rhode Island and seeing what, you know, if you put an extra layer of plywood over your windows, you can save your whole factory from blowing apart in a windstorm. Or, um, you know, we saw the, the inflatable dams that can stop a flood from coming into your facility. 
So it was a pretty cool day seeing some of these things in action. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you visited that, Steve. I mean, it, it's uh, that is a, it's it's like a theme park for uh, for 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 risk managers and for fire scientists. Um, but but you know, the, 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 on the serious side, it, that's that's not a shop window. That is a real fully functioning research campus, the one of uh, the only one of its kind in the world, which is constantly innovating to mitigate clients' exposures, whether that's from fire, explosion, windstorm, earthquake, on and on and on and on. Even some of the, some of the evolving uh, exposures like cyber risk. I think I visited that lab as well, where you can create a whole enterprise network or clone one within your own firewall and uh, run various cyber attacks on it, like ransomware, and actually simulate the whole thing for a client, which was a, a very cool experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, cyber risk is, which is one of the most potentially damaging hazards uh, that business leaders uh, and risk managers are facing. You know, this can cripple multiple operations uh, at a time and multiple systems around the world, which means that an, an attack can be devastating uh, to an organization's supply chain. Yeah. And on that note, earlier you mentioned industrial controls, and I know that's a cyber vulnerability, but it's probably one a lot of people aren't that familiar with. Can you talk about what that is? Sure. When we talk about uh, ICT, industrial control systems, we're talking about digital uh, mechanisms which control internal processes within a, with, within a factory or within a manufacturing facility or within a power generation unit. And it's really important that operating technology systems are kept as separate as possible, both in terms of connectivity and also physically. You know, as well as putting in place systems that can identify and alert the organization when a cyber attack is, is, is underway or is being attempted, F and Global Engineers are, are helping our clients really understand the exposure from industrial control systems. Being hacked is one thing, but when that has an impact on the physical assets and the equipment and machinery within complex manufacturing operations, that becomes a whole different risk. And, uh, we're really helping our clients to not only understand those risks, but to better mitigate them. I've heard uh, some of the recent occasional industrial control um, attacks have actually browned out power grids in the Ukraine and, and uh, halted the operations of steel plants, meaning um, some of the molten steel hardens up in the machinery. So that can be a, a frightful thing. Is there anything else that... Uh, you want to talk about regarding regarding supply chain resilience, supply chain uh, vulnerability that we haven't covered? And with all of these items and issues that we've uh, discussed, prevention is better than cure in, in, in all of these um, hazards. You know, and, and, and although there are no simple answers when it comes to mitigating supply chain disruption, you know, there's a lot of things that businesses can do and can follow certain core principles to reduce exposures and, and ensure resilience and, and, and continuity. If there is one learning from the uh, COVID-19 pandemic that it has highlighted to business community is that resilient organizations do best. Terrific. Well, thank you very much for your time and your thoughts today, Phil. Really appreciate it. We've been speaking with Phil Johnson, Senior Vice President and EMEA Division Manager for FM Global. Have a great day, Phil. Thank you, Steve. I uh, really enjoyed it and I appreciated the time 
taken to discuss uh, these important issues.